in three, two, one, no editing. As you know, everybody, welcome back to the Questioning Mark podcast. My name is Mark Ryan, a proud member of the Talim family and here at Raha International School Connecting Teachers. And today I have a wonderful teacher in the studio, Mugay. Mugay, Hi. we know each other. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well. Thank you. We were talking before this podcast began, and we were saying we did know each other. We have bumped into each other, crossing paths with yearbook and other things. But with a big school, I feel I don't really know you. So hopefully in these 12 to 15 minutes, we'll get to know each other and the viewers will get to know you as well. So can you give us a little intro? Who are you? Okay, sure. Well, my name is Muge. I'm from Turkey. I was born and raised and lived in Turkey if, until I was 35. And then um, my son was four at the time and my husband and I decided to take a different route in our lives and uh, take a challenge of moving abroad. Okay. Um, that eventually brought us to Raha. I've been here for eight years now. Wow, all right. Um, and I'm very happy to be here. I teach physics. That is my passion other than uh, teaching and being a mother. Right. Um, and I love what I do. Have you always uh, loved it? What, did I've you know that from a... I've always loved it. But was I science a kind of a thing from a young age? It was math. It was math. It was okay. math. And until end of high school, my passion was math. Okay. I loved it. I was great at it. And I always struggled with physics, actually. Okay. I tell this story to my, to my students as well. It's a true story. I enjoyed it, but I couldn't achieve the grades that I needed. Okay. In the science subjects, but I had the passion, I had the interest, but I wasn't really getting there okay. with the achievement. Um, I started clicking in uni. And, okay. Um, so is your message to the students that <laughs> it takes time? It does you know take I mean? time. Right. It does take time and it takes a lot of effort. Right. Because once I got to uni, I ended up in teaching physics department, which I did not feel very happy with at the moment. Um, I cried for days and tried to figure out what I would deal, uh, how I would deal with it. Right. Um, but eventually I started clicking in and oh, okay. I did not enjoy math anymore. Right. I found physics more appealing for me. What, so I uh, ended up being what I am now. Some, is there a person in there? Was there a person that helped that or was that a, like a totally personal journey where it just kind of, it really did start clicking and you understood it and... I started understanding it. Okay. And I started finding the meaning in what I was learning. I All think right. that was the missing link when I was in high school. Okay. I wasn't, I don't believe I was taught the way to give me purpose or focus of what, why I was learning what I was learning. Okay. Um, I found that purpose when I was studying it in uni and mentally maybe I was um, less split right. across what all the studies I had to do. So I focused more on the science, on the physics and understanding it, explaining got me more and more excited about what I was doing. And then I found myself um, to explaining things to myself. Right. Uh, at random times, like when a book fell off my lap, I found myself thinking about the physics behind it, which felt weird and very nerdy. Okay. But that's why I loved <laughs> it. <laughs> I still love it. I think that's an amazing thing to tell students. Um, I can relate completely, but from an arts perspective, I 
was never really gifted as an artist in high school. I wasn't the, the person people called on to do murals or to draw things mm -hmm. for the yearbook. But the language of arts started clicking when I went to university and started studying Similar it. Similar story. Yeah, and I realized, oh, there's, well, for me, I realized that the arts weren't confined to painting and drawing and right. people that could do murals perfectly. I realized it was about people that could communicate messages yeah. and people who had things to say. Yeah. Those were the people that everyone wanted to listen to. So, so that's what attracted you to arts and study arts and be an, an initial, artist? yeah. Initially, it was um, I did enjoy the arts. I wasn't amazing at them, but I knew from anything that I was going to study at that age, I wanted to keep going into the visual arts. Mm. But w during my university time, the language started to make sense, mm -hmm. and I started to realize, okay, I mm -hmm. am actually skilled in a certain area mm -hmm. when it was having a big idea or communicating a message mm -hmm. and people would respond to it. So I started to get really, really motivated by that. Um, Mine's a similar story. Yeah. I, I found meaning in what I, I loved being ex able to explain things, not because I had to, but because I could. Right. That gave me pleasure. It still does. <laughs> Yeah, and I that, think you're in the right profession then. Me, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. So part of it is physics and part of it is, it is the being around teenagers. Right. That keeps me young and alive. It, it is what I love. And I think that's a great lead in for the next topic that I wanted to roll into with knowledge. And you have all this knowledge that you want to pass on to students and the story to motivate them to take their time and don't worry, things kind of can unfold. But where do you get your knowledge now? How do you stay current? How do you know what's going on? Do you listen to podcasts? Do you, what do you do? How do you, how do you get your knowledge? To be honest, I'm not a, a big reader. Okay. I'm going to be honest here. I follow um, certain, some websites of, of science knowledge. Um, there are some people that I'd like to follow. Okay. Um, internet mostly is my source of knowledge, yep. but I have to also add that sometimes my students are my source of knowledge. Okay. Because the age group I work with is 15 to 18. Right. And usually those students are at, at the point where they start exploring what they are passionate about. Right. And if it is physics or anything related to science, they find things, they hear things, they follow more channels than I do. Right. And they come back and share. Miss Muge, you know, this topic that we discussed yesterday in class, I heard this improvement. Did you hear about this? Like, right. Because things happen every day in the science world, and I do get learn a lot from them. That's amazing. It works both ways. My students are usually coming and telling me about something in Minecraft. So it's okay. a little bit different. <laughs> but no, it's, it is so true that students will yes. take from you in the classroom. Yes. And then the things that they bring back sometimes yes. are even more powerful yes. than when you just actually try to sit down and read some piece of writing. Yes, right? that's when I know they're, they're actually into it. Right. It's the action. They're making use of what they learn. Right. They're taking action. They're, they're finding things. They're taking action. They're right. doing something with it and like, sharing back with me. That's... That's, that's a big feeling. That's really nice. And mm -hmm. when I look at taking action and moving forward, I think about goals. And 
for me, I have goals. And when I normally think about goals, I usually think about them in a career context. Mm -hmm. I don't usually think of the stuff with my family as goal setting. Mm -hmm. I, I know some people do, and I, and I probably should. Mm -hmm. But what do you think about when you think about goals? Are they two separate things? Are there family goals, work goals, or do you, do you have goals? Um, I don't keep them separate. Okay. They need to be linked Yeah. Um, as a holistic um, approach. Um, uh, would you like me to tell you about my current goals for the future? Or sure. My or goals that brought me here? Anything. Goals that brought you here maybe? Or, or the you know, importance when, of goals yeah, in life? When, maybe when you're talking to your students and you say that story about not understanding things, but... You know, maybe your goal should be to this be patient. This makes me think of having goals, like do we have to have them or when do we have to have them? Right. Because the age group I work with don't necessarily have specific goals yet. or Just to get they, out of school maybe, right? That would be one, <laughs> um, which would be understandable. Um, but in the for the future, they don't have specific goals that they want to achieve. Some of them do which could be likely like to change okay. in, when they start the university. Sure. Um, so yes, goals are, are, are what keeps us on task maybe, or connects us to life, to, to what we do. But it's important to be able to adapt to the changes in life that would cause us to change our goals. Sure, let's go back to Turkey. Yes. Let's go back yes. before I, you came here. What was the goal? Well, I yeah. never, envisioned to work abroad yeah when i um graduated from university it took me six years to graduate from a four-year university because it was so difficult and i had a time of laziness in my life which okay. i caught up for after i think um, a lot of university students right. could probably well, relate yeah, sure that happens and i i ended up graduating and i was so desperate to to just switch to the other end of the classroom um, I could have done a master's degree and I just refused that. Okay. I said, no more, no more students. I don't, I don't want to be the student anymore. I'm never going to do that. I'm a teacher. Why would I need a master's degree? Okay. That was my thinking at, yep. um, what, 24. Sure. I had a similar thought. Two years later, <laughs> two years later, I started my master's degree. Oh, good on Finished you. it in two years, but I had to do it as I was in the profession. Okay. And also I had, like, I... We would meet people who went abroad and I didn't understand why anyone would want to do that because my life my vision was limited to where I lived where I grew up yeah which I find really odd now but that's who I was at the time this yeah. is maybe 10 15 years ago um, but meeting new people changed the way I, I looked at my options in life having a child changed the whole game right because then I started to worry about his future. Sure. Which actually brought us here. Yeah. Okay. So the goal was to move somewhere and provide a yes. better future, more opportunities. More opportunities, a better future, better education. Yeah. Um, more appropriate education for him. Okay. Um, and more variety, more um, variety of options for him. And I think it's nice that we are on. To talking about your son. Okay. What's his name? Kerem. Kerem. Yes. And he's, how old is he now? He's 15. So he's 15, grade 10 student yes. here at Raha yes. International School. Yes. And... He's been here since grade three. All right. So he has been a part of this yes. journey for a long time. Yes. yes. We were talking as you came in before the podcast and you were talking, reminiscing about the PYP 
building yeah. and about an energy yeah. that's here. Can you can you talk to about that a little bit? How I feel when I come in? Yeah. Well, I, I happened to walk in at break time. Right. So there was a lot of kids walking by with teachers and they had so much energy. They they but not in a like in a in a naughty way or a or a like misbehaving way. Not at all. Right. They just have a lot of energy. Yeah. And I love how they can multitask so well. They walk and talk and and laugh and maybe jump at the same time. Yeah, you're right. But, but they're still on it. I think there's they there's not as much to the teacher at the same time. They're not worried about judgment as right. much from other people. Yeah. So yeah, they can walk and talk and throw their hat it's in a, the air. It's a very active world. Right. In a different way than the secondary world. Okay. What kind of energy do you think happen? Is there more of a nervous energy? Is there more in reserved? The yeah, in the secondary. It's more I feel it's it's more um, personal. Okay. Cause they need their space. They need their space. And if you enter and their space, there must be some the, kind the of reason. The social dynamics change at that age. Yeah. So, of course, they have to consider the, the, the social environment they're in. The judgment you were talking about right. that doesn't exist as much in the PYP. Yeah. That affects the, it's a real the behavior of, of teenage people, which is very natural. Sure. So, obviously, they're more self-aware. Uh, teachers have a different place in their minds from the PYP students' minds. Right, yeah. So it's a different dynamics. That's it's interesting. It's a different way of connecting with the secondary students than connecting with the PYP students. And how about when you walk around campus and you're walking between these worlds, um, between the PYP and you're in the MYP, you see DP students. Do you feel that change? Is there, a, is there yes. an area where it's kind of we could say the nest where people are having coffee and there are some older students there yes. and some young kids playing around it, some teachers. Yes. Are there areas where an energy is kind of cohesive? I can only say I resonate with the, with the secondary DP world. Okay. From my own perspective, that's where I belong. Right. I felt happy when I walked into this building yep. after a very long time. Um, but I belong in the secondary. Okay. Do you think there's a way that primary teachers would enter the secondary world and secondary teachers would enter this world? So it wasn't about coming over for a podcast. We just mingled with this large campus. And I asked this question um, in my last podcast about, yeah, how do we get to know people at Raha? We have such a large campus and it's kind of this university style where it's all spread out. True. How do we, uh, how do we stay connected? Do we? Yeah, I'm not sure we do very are well. We connected? I don't really I think, think we are, unless we live in the same building. Usually, when people arrived to Raha in the same year, they knew each other. Sure. Um, if they taught each other's children, or they have any sort of social um, environment together that yep. they get together for. Other than that, I don't think people actually connect much. I think it is difficult, but I do find um, at Raha, there's a lot of stories similar to yourself where you say you did have a relationship with the PYP. Your yes. son was here. Yes. And there are areas, the nest where we're, we're grabbing coffee and there's social. And yeah. I'll relate back to the former CEO, Roz Marshall, and I've said this on the podcast before, where she said Raha had this soft power where you walked onto campus and people smiled or people said hi. Oh, absolutely. And it might happen in the PYP, the MYP, DP, from, from a variety of people. Do you I, feel that? As immediately when I walked in, I 
came across a class walking out. Uh, their teacher, Melissa, whom I'm, I'm live in the same building, so we do know each other. Sure. Uh, but I don't think it would be different if we didn't know each other. Right. She saw me and immediately she went, welcome to the PYP. Because uh, I'm a different face. Yeah. But a familiar face, but not commonly seen in this building. Definitely. That welcoming yeah. act is great. And that's going to, <laughs> I think that's, and it's amazing. I hope we can, I hope this podcast can help people hear those kinds of things and jump over to the PYP and get that greeting. Um I posed this question a few weeks ago. It was a topic and it was a year, 2030. And everybody looking to the future to prepare our students. Mm-hmm. How can we prepare them for, the, for 2030? What's the world gonna look like? But as a parent and a teacher of a student who's going to be graduating and going into the world, not 2030, mm-hmm. but 2022. Alta Ten- Baha, he's at, 22 is his graduating year. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, 10 years ago, in 2012, getting my math spot on, were you thinking about that? Were you thinking, what is the world going to look like in 10 years for my son, and how do I prepare him for that? Should we be looking at that? Was, was it possible? Um, I think I was able to see that the world is changing really, really quickly, much quickly than how it was changing when I was his age. Sure which makes it very difficult to parent kids of today because we're the generation of parents that lived in a era where we had no technology. Yeah, things were more consistent than, probably. Uh, was we had a color yeah. TV when I was his age and yeah. some people had computers, yeah. which was a big thing. And I don't know what it is like to be a teenager in this world because I haven't been there. Personally, right. I don't have that experience. I feel privileged to be a teacher, so I'm still connected with that world somehow. Yeah. But it makes it still a challenge to, to be able to prepare my son for his future. Because I have no idea what the future might look like in 10 years. So it would be... changes at this rate. But what I can do yep. is to keep him, his options open. Like for what he decides to um, work on or do when he is older. Okay. So that is the the one favor that I think we should do to our children. Allow them to keep their options open. Okay. And we as parents have to be flexible to what options they might bring because that is very likely going to be very unfamiliar to me. The jobs yeah. that emerge every day, I may not even understand what he is talking about, but I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to accept him the way he is. And he can only come up with a, 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 a path for himself only if he's allowed to have options. There we go. So that's my philosophy of future goals. Like let it be and discover in his own world, which I can't do for him. Right. So be open, be flexible. <laughs> yes, and, absolutely. That's uh, the biggest favor we have to do for <laughs> our children. Well, I, I appreciate the advice and I appreciate the favor of you coming in and Thank joining you. me on this podcast. That was 20 minutes and it went by like nothing. Am I right? That was 20 minutes. There you go. And I hope oh. everybody is still listening to the end. <laughs> I am your host, 
Mark Ryan, and we are out. <laughs>